RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. At the Astrodome in Houston, Texas, it's the New York Mets meeting the Houston Astros. Rheingold brings you National League Baseball with the New York Mets. Rheingold, New York's best-selling beer. In New York City, where there are 302 different beers, one has made it to the top. Rheingold. Either you have it or you don't, and Rheingold's got it. New York Mets baseball is also brought to you by Armory Garage, Central at Colvin in Albany. He's out to win you over with the winningest deal of the year on a new Plymouth. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner. All fell our radio coverage of tonight's game between the New York Mets and the Houston Astros here on the fabulous Astrodome. Right now, Grady Hatton, the Houston skipper, and Wes Westrom, the manager of the New York Mets, are moving out to home plate to exchange the batting order slips and discuss the ground rules with Shag Crawford's umpiring team. The starting pitchers in tonight's game for the New York Mets on the mound will be left-hander Dennis Bennett. For the Houston Astros, southpaw Bo Belinsky. We'll be back with the start of tonight's game in just one moment. All right, kill the motor. Man, you practiced buddy breathing in the tank. Now we'll try it under six fathoms of water. Let's go! You were with a marine recon officer as he and his three teammates dive to the ocean's floor. There is one small catch. For four men, there are only two tanks of air. The Eagles, globe, and anchor. Here below the ocean's surface, this marine officer leads his men in a recon scuba training exercise. One man breathing from the life-giving air tanks while a teammate waits his turn. 10,000 miles away, another marine officer scales a mountain ridge with his platoon. Each is doing the same vital job, leading men. If you are a college man, take the first step now. Leadership will follow. When the Now here at the Astrodome, as the conference breaks up at home plate, for the lineups and batting orders for tonight's game, let's check with Ralph Kainer. Okay, Bob Murphy. The leadoff batter for the Mets will be Bud Harrelson playing shortstop. Bud has batted 361 in the month of July with 43 hits and 119 times up. Batting second and playing center field, Cleon Jones. Batting third, playing left field, Tommy Davis. Tommy with a six-game batting streak. Batting fourth and playing right field, Ron Svoboda. Batting fifth and playing third base, Ed Charles. Batting sixth and catching, Greg Goosen. Batting seventh, playing first base, Ed Cranepool. Batting eighth and playing second base, Phil Lynn. And the pitcher, Dennis Bennett, batting in the ninth position. For the Astros, Ron Davis will lead off and play left field. Batting second and playing second, Joe Morgan. Batting third and playing in center field, Jim Wynn. He leads the National League in home runs with 27, and the Major Leagues in runs batted in with 83. Batting fourth and playing right field, Rusty Scott. Rusty leads the major leagues in batting with a 363 mark. Batting fifth and playing third base, Bob Astromani. Batting sixth and playing first base, Doug Rader. Doug just brought up from the minor league. Batting seventh and catching, John Bateman. Batting eighth and playing shortstop, Bobby Lillis. 
And the ninth batter will be the pitcher, Bo Belinsky. The umpires for this game, Shad Crawford, will be the umpire behind home plate. At first base, it'll be Chris Pelicutis. At second base, Doug Harvey. At third base, John Kibler. Mets playing the third game of their five-game series. The Astros won the first game by a score of 9-1 in the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. Winning pitcher, should say, in the second game of the doubleheader yesterday, the winning pitcher in that ball game was John Wilson. First game, the Astros won by a score of 6-5, and the winning pitcher in that ball game was the left-hander Wade Blasting game. Now the Astros are taking the field. Mets will have a single game. On Tuesday night, Don Cardwell pitching for the Mets against Dave Jesse, and then a single game on Wednesday, Bob Henley against Mike Cuellar, and the Mets coming home for a day off on Thursday in the start of a nine-game series, starting with the San Francisco Giants on Friday. Tom Seaver will pitch that Friday night game against the Giants. Mets have a record of 39-60. and 60. The Astros have won 45-49. and 49. The Mets are three-and-a-half games behind the Houston Astros. And now our national anthem. game of this five-game series about to get underway. This broadcast comes to you through the courtesy of Wango Breweries Incorporated and the New York, New Jersey and Connecticut Chrysler Plymouth Dealers Association and is authorized under radio rights granted by the New York Mets solely for the entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. Well, the Mets and Astros have met nine times so far this year, and the Astros, with their doubleheader win yesterday, have the advantage by a 5-4 to four margin. Here in Houston, the Mets have not won a ball game inside of the four they have played. Astros playing strong baseball. They have won six consecutive games, and they have won 13 of their last 14 games here inside in the Astrodome. The Mets are currently working on a five-game losing streak. The last win was over the Giants. They had lost three to the Dodgers and now two here to the Astros. Right now, it's Bo Belinsky taking his warm-up pitches on the mound. He'll be opposed by left-hander Dennis Bennett, who is still throwing down in the bullpen for the Mets. And this ball game about to get underway. And here for the play-by-play, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Ralph Cannon. Hello, everybody. Bud Harrison waiting outside the batter's box now until Bo Belinsky gets finished with his warm-up tosses. And this ball game will get underway. The Chicago Cubs have recalled outfielder Byron Brown to replace Paul Popovich, who is going into the National Guard. 
The, Mills, the uh, Atlanta Braves have recalled pitcher Clay Carroll from Richmond. They have put Tony Kloniger on the disabled list. He uh, never did fully recover from that eye ailment, and so he's going back on the disabled list. Boston Red Sox have recalled Dave Moorhead, a pitcher, and they have sent out pitcher Gary Wadlewski. Those personnel changes being made. Houston Astros have sent Chuck Harrison down to Oklahoma City. He sustained a broken thumb yesterday. They already had two men on the disabled list, Sonny Jackson and Ron Brown, so had to send him down, and they brought up Doug Rader to replace him. Now, Bud Harrelson is in and waiting with a batting average of 287. He has 18 runs batted in. Facing the left-hander, Bo Belinsky, and the pitch is high and off the glove of catcher Johnny Bateman. Goes all the way back to the screen. The month of July, Bud Harrelson has hit at a clip of 361. Harrelson has hit safely in 23 of the 29 games that he's played in July. This pitch is low. 2-0 to Harrelson with Cleon Jones waiting on deck. Lobolinski has won two games and lost six for the Houston Astros. Here's a pitch low. He goes behind 3-0. Belinsky lost to the Mets 4-2 on July 18th at Chase Stadium. He started one four and two-thirds innings. He allowed four runs on six hits. He walked two and he struck out three. Belinsky does a little work on the rubber. Now looks in to take a side from John Bateman. There's a 3-0 pitch, and it's in there for a call strike. Harrison taking all the way on the coaching line for the Mets. Yogi Berra is at first base, and Salty Parker is on the lines around at third. Thirty-year-old Bo Belinsky with a three-one pitch that's in there for a call strike two. Last year with the Phillies, Belinsky won none, lost two. With San Diego, he won two and lost four. Three-two pitch low, and Bud Harrelson draws a walk. So the Mets pick up an early base runner, and Cleon Jones is the batter. Hitting 215, he has four homers and 19 runs batted in. There's a group of about 50 youngsters down in the left field corner, and they've started the chant of Let's Go Mets. And they have Mets banners and Mets tennis and all sorts of paraphernalia down there. The root for the New Yorkers. Leon Jones is a right-hand batter. Doug Rader, the first baseman, holds against Harrelson. Here's a swing and a ground ball foul up the first baseline. Leon Jones has 11 hits in his last 26 times at bat. That's a clip of 423. Tommy Davis moves out to the on-deck circle. Now the pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the right side. Out of play. Two-strike count to Cleon Jones. The Astros are on the infield. Have Doug Rader at first. Joe Morgan at second. Bob Lillis at short. And Bob Aspamani at third. Ron Davis in left. Jim Wynn in center. And Rusty Staub around in right. John Bateman is catching.
Alvaro Valensky sets up to check the runner. Two-strike delivery. Swung on it on the ground to third. On by Escamani into left field. Harrison turns and holds at second as Ron Davis returns the ball. And Cleon Jones is on at first. And Leroy is charged against Espramati. So the Mets have runners at first and second. That was a ground smash to third, and as Espramati moved over to uh, try to play it on the hop, he suddenly pulled back, and the ball went on by him out into left field. It scored as an error. Bringing up Tommy Davis, who has hit safely in his last six games. He's been hitting at a 385 clip over that stint to give him for the season an average of 308. He has 14 home runs and 52 runs batted in, leading the New York Mets in both of those important departments. Johnny Bateman has gone out for a brief conference now with pitcher Bo Belinsky. Runners lead at first and second. Pitch to the right-hand batter. Swung on and landed the right for a base hit. Harrison is getting a green light from Salty Parker at third. He's coming home. Rusty Sobs throw. Not in time. Harrison scores standing up. And Cleon Jones goes to third. On at first with a single to right on a run batted in. Tommy Davis. Boy, Tommy. RBI, number 53. The Mets are out in front by a score of one to nothing. That brings up Ron Swoboda, hitting cleanup in manager West Westrom's batting order. Swoboda has a season's batting average of 252. He has seven homers and 24 runs batted in. He's a right-hand batter. And Barry Latman gets up to throw now down in the bullpen for the Houston Astros. Right-hander Barry Latman. Runners at first and third take their lead. And the pitch is inside low to Swoboda. Ball one. Ed Charles moves out on deck. Now again, Belinsky sets up and checks. Deals a pitch. It's high and away. He goes behind 2-0. The Astros have won six straight. It is their longest winning streak of this season and their longest of any season since May of 1965. The Astros have won seven of their last eight, 15 of their last 23, 13 of their last 14 at home. Against the Mets for the full season series, Houston has won five, lost four. But here at the Astrodome, Houston is 4-0. The Mets haven't won one indoors. Here's a pitch. Inside low. Count goes 3-0 to Ron Swoboda. Bovalensky reaches down now. Picks up a pebble and tosses it aside. Here's forward to get the sign. This will be a 3-0 pitch. And it's high. Swoboda walks on four pitch balls to load the bases. It will bring up Ed Charles. Second walk issued in this inning by Belinsky. Charles is a right-hand batter hitting 268 with three homers and 19 runs batted in. The Mets are leading here by a score of one to nothing with nobody out. Brief conference, second baseman Joe Morgan, shortstop. Bob Lillis, first baseman, Doug Rader, in for a conference with Belinsky. By the way, Rader's playing first base, a position he has not played since the Instructional League of 1966. 
Belinsky works straight away, and the pitch is inside low. Rolls a few feet away from Bateman. He recovers. There's no advance by the base runners at first, second, and third. A count of 1-0 and oh now to Ed Charles. Catcher Greg Goosen has moved out on deck. This is a 1-0 delivery. And it's in for a call strike as Charles started to go and lay it off. The umpire behind the plate is Chad Crawford, and Charles is discussing it with him. Chris Pelicutis is at first, Doug Harvey is at second, and John Kibler is around at third. The 1-1 pitch to Charles inside, and again off the glove of Bateman. He keeps it right at the base of the plate in front of him to prevent any advance by the base runners. The count goes to two balls and one strike. Leon Jones at third, Tommy Davis at second, and Ron Swoboda is at first base. Two-one pitch. Swung on and fouled off right down into the dirt. Count holds at 2-2 now to Ed Charles. Walensky takes the sign. Works straight away with a 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. He strikes out Ed Charles. First strikeout, one away. Base is still loaded. And Greg Goosen's coming up. Hitting 280 for the season. One run batted in. He's a right-hand batter. Walensky goes to the rosin bag, now turns his back to the plate to rub up the ball a little bit. In the crowd here tonight, Sally Hemus, former Met coach and last year a minor league manager in the Met semi managed Jacksonville in the International League, and Greg Goosen was uh, his catcher there. Here's a pitch, and it's in for a call strike. So Goosen and Hemus were doing a little visiting before the start of tonight's ball game. He goes up there now with a strike one count. Now the pitch. One out in this. No curveball. He had Goosen way out in front. So quickly, Walensky goes to a two-strike count. Ed Trainville is waiting there on deck. The Mets won. The Astros nothing. Two-strike delivery. Inside. And it's just five eight minutes. Rolling back to the screen. And Jones comes home to score. It's a wild pitch. Charles against Kalinsky as runners move up all around. Jones scoring. Tommy Davis to third. Ron Smoda to second. The Mets lead 2 nothing. This was inside low. Bateman got a glove on it but did not deflect it. It came right on back. Counts one ball and two strikes to Goosen with runners at second and third. The Astros play it infield in now. One man out. Here's a swing and a miss as again. It was a breaking pitch that Goosen chased for the strikeout. That'll bring up Cranesville, a left-hand batter, to face the left-hand pitcher. Second strikeout for Belinsky in the inning. Cranesville... Is hitting 287. He has eight homers and 36 runs batted in. 
Brian Poole against left-handed pitching this year has batted 321. He's had 17 hits and six runs batted down off left-handers. And that's then for a called strike. Tommy Davis at third, Ron Swoboda at second, two away. At two, Houston nothing. Bill Lentz has moved out on deck. Rainfield steps back out of the batter's box, now settles himself back in, measures his stance. The pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to left field. Ron Davis moves over and makes the catch on the side of that. Corbinette so picks up two runs on only one hit. And with one error and two Mets left. So the score in the middle of the first is the Mets two and the Astros coming to bat. Zero in on performance and a feel of luxury that lets you know this is your car, Plymouth 1967. Zero in on savings and the kind of selection that lets you know this is your dealer. Armory Garage in Albany, where prices have never been better. The salesmen at Armory want to show you all the 67 Plymouths, Furies, and Belvedere's. Then they want to show you how easy it is for you to own one. Your present car will probably cover the down payment, and the balance can be comfortably taken care of over three years or less. Choose from any one of Armory's 101-time payment plans. Armory has carloads of new cars in stock ready for your inspection and immediate delivery. So swing into a new Plymouth Fury or Belvedere and make your choice now while the selection is high. Hurry, though, to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin and Albany. Your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Valiant Volume Headquarters. We're going to the bottom half of the first inning now, and on the mound for the New York Mets is Dennis Bennett. He has a record of one win and one loss with the Mets, with the Boston Red Sox before coming over to the Mets on June 24th. He had won four and lost three. He has not faced Houston this season. He has defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 2-1 to one on July 16th, lost to the Dodgers 3 to nothing, July 21st. And it has appeared in seven games for the Mets with five starts. Ron Davis is up to lead off, hitting 228, four homers and 24 runs batted in. Right-hand batter facing the left-hand pitcher. And it delivers low for a ball. Ron Davis was the hero of the 6-5 victory of the Astros over the Mets in the first game yesterday. Went in the top half of the ninth inning. He took a drive off the batter, Ron Swoboda, and threw Bob Johnson out at the plate. Here is a pitch in for a call strike. Johnson would have been tying run. He had tagged and tried to score after the catch by Davis. He threw a strike. Right into the glove of John Bateman. That's the place. So he's up there now with a 1-1 count. It's long away for all. 2-1. On the coaching lines for the Astros, Nellie Fox at first base and Jim Busby around at third. Here's a 2-1 delivery. And it's outside. The count goes three balls and one strike. The Mets have an infield of Ed Cranville at first, Phil Lenz at second, Bud Harrelson at short, and Ed Charles at third. Tommy Davis in left, Leon Jones in center, and Ron Swoboda in right. 3-1 pitch. Swung on and hit deep to center field. Leon Jones is going back to the warning track. It's going, going, and it's gone. A home run for Ron Davis. 
fifth home run of this season. And the pyrotechnic display goes on here at the Astrodome, symbolic of a hometown home run. Quickly, the Astros get back one of the two runs that they gave up in the top of this inning. It is the Mets two and the Astros one. Joe Morgan coming up. Hitting 293 with four homers on 29 runs batted in. We're waiting until uh, the fireworks have subsided. I don't know whether the hand is to the fireworks or the home run. Here's a swing and a drive, and the center field is to base hit. Leon Jones one off it, lays it to second, and Morgan signs the two, and he's in there standing with a Wilson Jones was taken by a relay man, Phil Lentz, and dropped, so it scored as a double. And very quickly, the Astros have the tying run at second. With Jim Wynn coming up, hitting 271, he has 83 runs batted in, and he has 27 home runs. He leads the major leagues in RBI. And we're getting action down in the Met bullpen now as Ron Taylor is up to throw. You may recall in the second game yesterday, Wynn had a double and two home runs. One of them was an inside-the-park homer. He hit numbers 26 and 27 in the home run department in the second game yesterday. Morgan gets the jump, goes to third. The throw, and he is safe. Joe Morgan got a good jump on Bennett, and although Goosen rifled the ball down there, a good peg at the stolen base. Number 10 for Joe Morgan. So at this point, the Astros have the tying run at third base with nobody out. And a count of ball one to Jim Wynn at the plate. Wynn left the game yesterday after having uh, been up three times because he said he had uh, had a couple of dizzy spells and he was sent to the hospital for observation. However, came back ready to play tonight. 1-0 pitch. Her ball is topped up the middle and a score run. Morgan comes to the plate half and throws on in time to make the play. So there is one man out. The score is tied 2-2, and Rusty Strauss is coming up. Run batted in for Jim Wynn on the infield out, number 84. Rusty Strauss is leading the major leagues in batting. But a mark of 363, seven homers and 48 runs batted in. Then it's been his pitch, turns him inside for a ball. Bob Espromati is swinging bats on deck. Nobody on base, one man out on the score side, 2-2. Two, two. Low and away for a ball, it's 2-0. The return throw rolls away from Dennis Bennett and is retrieved now by Ed Charles, the third baseman. Rusty Staub with the bat cocked and here's a 2-0 pitch. Right in there for a call strike. It's 2-1. and one. Two one delivery. Low and away. Off the glove of Goosen and all the way back to the screen. So the count runs out to 3-1 and one now to stop. 
The temperature inside the Astrodome here is a constant 72 degrees. At this moment outside, the Houston temperature is 88 degrees. The high here today was 95. Here's a pitch on the ground to the right side. Painful can't get it. And here it connects. It goes through for a base hit. Scooped up by Svoboda. Played back. It is the third hit of the inning for the Astros with Rusty Starr first with a single to the right. And Astromani's coming up. Ron Taylor continues to throw in the Met bullpen. Cranepool, the first baseman, went for the ground ball, tried to flag it, could not, and Bill Lentz had gone deep on the rim of the AstroTurf in right, and he could not get a glove on it either, so it went through cleanly for a base hit. Cranepool holding against Rusty Staub with Aspermonte up there, batting average of 299, five homers and 36 runs batted in. Pitch is low for a ball. Aspermani was recently out for a good long stretch with a full time muscle, and he still is not 100%. But he's in the lineup here tonight. 1 0 pitches on away for a ball. 2 0. Doug Rader has moved out on deck, and Wes Westrom calls time and goes to the mound. The med manager goes to the mound with a count 2 0 on Aspermani, and right hand pitcher Ron Taylor. Down there in the bullpen, continuing to throw. And there's the sign, so it's going to be Ron Taylor coming in now. As Valensky, uh, or rather uh, Bennett, is out of the ball game. Bennett has gone a third of an inning. Charged with two runs on three hits. Struck out none and walked none. And Ron Taylor. Comes in to make his, 20, his 30th appearance of this season. He has won two and lost two. He was in action yesterday in the first game for a third of an inning. Allowed no runs, no hits. Just batted in and retired one batter to uh, stop a rally. And now to check us up on scores of other games, here's Ralph Kiner. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals continued their winning ways as they defeated the Chicago Cubs 9-2. The winning pitcher, pitcher was Washburn. His record now 7-4. Louis Nye. Rich Nye, losing pitcher at 9-7. The Pedro home run is 18th in the 6th with a man on. Lou Brock hits 14th in the 8th with two men on base. San Francisco Giants defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of 8-4. Winning pitcher was McCormick. The losing pitcher was Pizarro. Van Denen and Hyatt had home runs in the ballgame. Hyatt got his with the bases loaded in the 8th inning to win the ballgame for the Giants. Philadelphia playing against the Dodgers at night. At the end of four, Atlanta three, Cincinnati one. Phil Necro pitching for the Atlanta Braves and Mel Queen going for the Cincinnati Reds. In the American League, New York Yankees playing at home but losing to Kansas City by an 8-6 to six margin. Here's the winning pitcher in relief, Phillipson the losing pitcher in relief. Lynn Blatt, a home run in the seventh with no one on. He was the starting pitcher. Whitaker, a home run in the eighth with a man on for the Yankees. And Smith, a home run in the eighth for the Yankees with no one on. Boston beat Minnesota 4-0. The winning pitcher was Lee Chang. He pitched a three-hitter. Losing pitcher was Boswell. 
Yastrzemski got a home run with two men on in the third, his 26th this year. After five and a half innings, the White Sox at Cleveland and the Indians in front by a two-to-one score. McMahon now pitching for Chicago and Tion going for the Indians. Vern Fuller, a home run in the third with no one on. All right, Ralph Tanner, right here it is the Astros two and the Mets two with the Astros batting in the bottom half of the first inning. There's one man out. Rusty Saab is the runner at first and the count to Bob Aspermani at the plate is two and oh. Ron Taylor takes the sign. He's up and set now. And here is the pitch. In there for a call strike. It's two and one. Waiting on deck. Doug Rader for the Astros. Taylor bends forward to take a sign. Played here with the Houston Astros last season. He's up and set. Two on delivery. Swung on it on the ground to second. Taken there by Lampson. Over to Harrison. One. And on to Cranefield, a double play. So quickly, Ron Taylor comes in to put out the fire with a double play ball hit by Astromati. Limp to Harrison to Cranefield. Side is out with two runs on three hits. No errors and none left. Short the end of an inning is... Now, Mets 2 and the Astros 2, and once again, here's Ralph. Tuesday night, August 22nd, has been designated as Country Music Night at Jay Stadium when the Mets will be meeting the Philadelphia Phillies in the Twilight Doubleheader. Between games, the Twinville, the Mets, in conjunction with radio station WJRZ, have scheduled a highly entertaining program which will feature the outstanding Columbia recording artist Ray Price and his talented group. It should be a fun-filled evening for young and older alike, so try and remember the date. Tuesday, August 22nd, Country Music Night at Jay Stadium. The Mets and Phillies in a Twilight Night Twin Bill. All right, Ralph, before we go to the top of the second, we're going to step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is the new bright sound in radio. WGY A10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy at the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. It's going to be Phil Lentz coming up now for the Mets. He's hitting 186. He has one homer and six runs batted in. Facing left-hander Bo Belinsky. Jerry Buchek, the regular Mets second baseman, is still out with a full calf muscle sustained in San Francisco at the start of this road trip. Buchek um, took batting practice before tonight's game. Most of Texas in the, is in the midst of um, a very hot streak weather-wise. Wichita Falls today, the temperature reached 108. It was over 100 in Dallas today. 104 in Fort Worth. Now the pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's in there for a call strike. And the temperature reached 95 here at Houston, which makes most baseball fans thankful that uh, there is indeed an Astrodome in Houston, Texas, where baseball is played indoors in air-conditioned comfort. Here's a breaking pitch high. It's one and one. Ron Taylor is swinging bats on deck. First inning, Belinsky struck out two and walked two. Here's a swing and a miss. It's one and two. Bill Valensky became nationally famous during his tenure with the California Angels. He uh, pitched a no-hitter 
which got him the attention of the baseball world, and he regularly dated Mamie Van Doren, which got him the attention of the rest of the world. Here's a pitch in front of the plate, and it bounds on by. Catcher Johnny Bateman all the way back, and the count goes 2-2 to Phil Lenz. Phone call for Joe Valensky lists his permanent home as Hollywood, California. Here's a 2-2 delivery. Swung on and lined into the glove of Espelmonte at third for the out. Phil Lynch got around on it, but lined it to Astro at third. One away, and Ron Taylor's coming up. Say, look for the Rheingold Chuggamug special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. The Chuggamug looks and sounds just like what it is, a good, thirst-quenching drink of beer. Twelve ounces of Rheingold Extra Dry, and you can drink it right from the mug. Taylor's a right-hand batter. Swings and misses. He is nothing for four this season. Nobody on base. Score tied, 2-2. Strike one, pitch, swung on and missed. Nothing in two. Tomorrow night, Don Cardwell will pitch for the Mets and Dave Justy for the Astros. We'll be on the air at 8.55 p.m. New York time. Curve ball misses everything. Over the head of Bateman and on back up against the screen. Count goes to one and two. I tell you, more pitches have hit the screen tonight than have hit the catcher's glove. Bud Harrison's waiting on deck. One-two delivery. Swung on and missed. The third strike got credited to Valensky as he got Taylor swinging. Two away and Bud Harrelson's coming up. He walked and scored in the first inning. Batting right against the left-hander. Now the pitch, and it's high for a ball. One and oh. We'll be broadcasting and televising from the Astrodome here on Wednesday night, 8.55 p.m. New York time. Then the Mets will be back at Shea Stadium on Friday night against the San Francisco Giants. Here's a 1-0 pitch. It's inside. Low comes all the way back to the screen. Hit in the dirt and bounded over the glove of Bateman. 2-0. Malinsky turns his back to the plate, pops the ball into his glove a time or two, now comes down on the forward side of the mound where he's been striding to smooth out the mound there. And offers 2-0. The pitch is high. He goes behind the Harrelson 3-0 with Cleon Jones waiting on deck. The 3-0 delivery. Low. It's a walk to Harrison. Second time he's done a walk tonight, and the third walk is finished by Belinsky. That is the 29th base on balls that Harrison has drawn this year. He leads the Mets in that department. It's an all-important department, especially in the case of a man like Harrison, because he puts good speed on the bases. Two-way and Cleon Jones is coming up. 
He smashed the ground ball down past Aspromani. In the first inning, it was scored as an error on Aspromani, although it looked from our vantage point as though he took a bad hop. Aspromani had bent down to play the short hop and suddenly flinched away from it, indicating that it certainly did not follow the trajectory he had thought it would. The official scorer charged error. Pitch is high for a ball. It's 1-0. In many minor league cities, it is accepted practice for the scorer to favor the home team. The practice has been going on for low these many years. This will be a 1-0 pitch. Swung on it on the ground to short. Taken there by Lillis and played over to Morgan for the force that retires the side. No runs, no hits, no error to walk, and one left. And the score in the middle of the second is... The Mets, two, and the Astros, two. You know, when you're a pro, you're a pro. Either you have it or you don't. Like sometimes a rookie comes along. He looks so good, everyone thinks the guy may be another Ty Cobb. He runs like him. He walks and hits like him. In fact, everyone's sure it's a Georgia Pete reincarnated. But then, two weeks after the season begins, or three, someone on the other team spots that the guy can't hit a curve, and that's it. He's through. A few weeks later, you mention the rookie's name, and the fans don't even remember him. You've really got a habit to make it, especially in a tough town like New York. New York's rough. You know, there are 302 brands of beer in the city. 302. That's a lot of brands competing with each other. And you know the beer that's made it to the top? Rheingold. How come? It's the beer itself, the way it tastes, that rich, dry lager. Rheingold tastes good day after day. That's what a real pro is. Consistent. In the bottom of the second now, it is Doug Rader coming up for his first time. He's just been recalled from Oklahoma City. 23 years of age yesterday. Right-hand batter. Called the Red Rooster because of his red hair. Ron Taylor deals a pitch. It's in for a call strike. Rader is a native of Illinois. And the Astros are very high on the future prospects of this young fellow. Pitches outside, it's one and one. Chuck Harrison was sent to Oklahoma City, sustained a broken thumb yesterday, and they could not put him on the disabled list because they had Ron Brandon and Sonny Jackson on the disabled list already. The one-one delivery. Swung on and hit on the ground towards third, charged by Charles, and he throws it on, and he's a third hit. Not in time to get waited. The ball took an unexpected hop off the astroturf that Charles had to reach way up for, and as a result, his throw was uh, a little high over to the turn, although later beat it for a base hit. So his first time up in the major league, Doug Rader beats out an infield bouncer. It leads off the bottom of the second and brings up catcher Johnny Bateman. To complete the thought we had charged a moment ago, we were saying that in minor league cities it was an accepted practice for the scorer to be pro-home team. Here in Houston, it's a practice that has carried over during the major league years here. Had nothing to do with the scoring on that particular play. That was a base hit. Throw over to first, not in time. 
Mindy, that goes back to an old, old part of baseball when they owned their own players in the minor league cities and they wanted to have a very respectable batting average to show so they could sell that ball player for more money. All right, here's the pitch. And it's in for a call strike. Well, I figured the reason for that was we didn't own any players. <laughs> San Francisco did it very much so in the past when they had fellows like Paul Winter, Lloyd Winter, and Joe DiMaggio. Here's a throw. You mean with a little help on a hit here now, instead of hitting uh, 390, they hit 410. Hit huh? 410, that's right. <laughs> Raider leads it first. And he goes. Here's a swing and a ground ball to the right side. It's going to go through for a base hit. On the way to third is Fred Raider. And he is on the third. He's held up there. Sloboda whips the ball into Greenville. The Astros executed the hit and run with Raider off and moving on the pitch. Bill Lamb went to second to come to the line. Oh, it's not hit hard, but it dribbled through for a base hit. So quickly the Astros have runners at first and third with nobody out in the bottom of the second, and Bob Lillis is coming up. He bats number eight in the order, hitting 259, four runs batted, and he's a right hand batter. The score is tied 2 2. The Mets got two in the top of the first, and the Astros got them back in the bottom of the first. That's at the infield, double play depth. Ball is punted up into the air, a clean pool at first, no other play. So trying to bust the ball up the first baseline, Lillis instead pops out the clean pool in fair territory. One away, runners holding first and third. Pitcher Bo Valensky is the batter. Hitting 120, he's been up 25 times and had three hits. He's batted in one run. He is a left-hand batter. Net catcher Greg Goosen calls time and goes to the mound for a word with Ron Taylor. Bends forward to take the sign. Now he starts and the pitch. Get on the ground to first. Sainfield is going home and at the plate. He is out. A little scramble for a moment between catcher Greg Goosen and baseman of Doug Raider. Raider made his slide and did not get to the plate. Threw it off to one side and Goosen had not tagged him either at that point. So umpire Shag Garford waited until Goosen tagged him a second time, or tagged at him a second time, and then made the out call. So the play goes 3-2 if you're scoring. Moving up to second base is John Bateman. And on at first now, on the field of choice, is Belinsky with two men out. Runners at first and second, two away, and Ron Davis is up. He led off with a home run in the bottom half of the first inning. 
Now, Sherry Crawford calls time as he observes that Bo Belinsky does not have the haberdashery properly outfitted as yet. He is buttoning up the jacket. Belinsky was known and was proud of his reputation as a nightlife aficionado in his days in Los Angeles and Hollywood and Beverly Hills. Then when he was farmed out to quieten him down, they sent him of all places to Honolulu. Here's a pitch hit on the ground. A broken back down ball is second. Taken by Lentz. He bobbles it and now goes over and tags the bag. Bill Lentz bobbled the ball, picked it up, thought perhaps he'd have no chance at a force and was ready to try to throw it first where he really would have had no play and noted that Belinsky was not running. Belinsky was jogging down to second and the fans are expressing a little displeasure with him so Lentz picked the ball up then and kicked the bag. The Astros. No run. Two hits. No errors and two left. And at the end of two full innings, the score is the Mets two, the Astros two. This problem. And they've developed a very simple formula. If your car is two years old, have the battery tested regularly. The few minutes it takes to have the battery tested can save you time and expense later. See your golf dealer for a battery test today. Going to the top of the third and coming in now for the play-by-play, Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, Tommy Davis will lead off against Bo Belinsky in the top of the third. One of the two home runs in the second game of yesterday's doubleheader by Jim Wynn was inside the park. Two other inside the park home runs in the Astrodome since they opened the doors. One by Sonny Jackson, he's now on the disabled list, the other by Rusty Stop. Actually, the inside the park home run by Jim Wynn yesterday was nothing more than a line drive single to center field. The official scorer gave Wynn an inside the park home run, and the ball struck the shin of Tommy Reynolds and was booted about 150 feet over into left field. Tommy Davis hitting at 310. He singled home a run in the opening inning for Tommy, his 52nd run batted in. And the pitch by Belinsky is hit high in the air and foul. Over toward the dugout goes Johnny Bateman. He has no play. Ron Swoboda waiting on deck. And then Ed Charles. New York, two runs, one hit, and no errors. Houston, two runs, five hits, and one error. The outfield swung around the left, and the pitch by Belinsky is fouled back into the screen, and the count strike two on Tommy Davis. Sally Hemus here watching the ball game tonight. Sally looking good as always. He was back at Shea Stadium for the big old timers event. The two strike delivery, a fly ball hit the right field. Staub is coming in. Morgan goes out and Staub makes the catch. One out and nobody on. Tommy retired on the high fly to short right field. It brings up Ron Swoboda. Ron reached on a walk his first time up. Ron hitting 252 has seven homers and 24 runs batted in. Ted 
Beck swing and a fast ball outside and high ball one. Swing and a miss on a good fastball by Belinsky and Ron dropped his bat. One ball, one strike. Bobolinski's victories this year have been over the St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs. Bo does not have a complete game to his credit. Now the left-hander out of his landup, the pitch to Ron, curved inside and low, it's two balls in a strike. Polinski's last three outings have all been against Pittsburgh. Swing at a miss on the slider in the count two and two. Now the two-two delivery. Swing and a miss. He struck him out, and Polinski fans Ron Swoboda. Nobody on. The batter is Ed Charles. Ed was struck out his first time up tonight, and he lifted a pitch off the outside corner, ball one. Bobolinski has now struck out four. Now Bolinski cranks up, in comes the pitch, and a fastball is in for a call strike. It's one ball, one strike. The Astros riding a six-game win streak in the baseball fever is mounting here in Houston. And we have a nice Monday night crowd in the Astrodome. Astros with the infield and the outfield a step to left. And a grounder whack to shortstop. Up with the ball, Bobby Lillis. He plays the first in time for the out. And a one-two-three inning for our Bo Belinsky. No runs, no hits, no errors, then left. At the end of two and a half innings, the New York Mets two and the Houston Astros two. Whether you're buying your first or tenth car, it's time you became a smart car buyer and joined the ranks of the thousands of satisfied customers who shop Armory Garage, Central at Colvin and Albany. Now, here are the three basic rules for the smart car buyer. Select the model you want. Then, one, compare quality. Armory Garage boasts the largest selection of quality tested late model used cars in the area. Two, compare service. Armory's expert mechanics are qualified to service all the cars on the Armory lot. And three, compare price. Armory's tremendous volume assures you more for your car buying dollar. Be a wise car buyer, drive into Armory Garage and talk over your used car needs with a sales manager, Art Neat. Let him introduce you to Armory's easy terms. You can buy, sign, and pay at Armory, home of 101 time payment plans. Your credit is wealth at Armory. Follow the wise car buyer to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany. Last of the third inning, Ron Taylor is pitching in relief. In all three games in this series in the Astrodome, the first inning has been a difficult inning for the New York Mets. 
doubleheader yesterday. The Astros scored five in the first inning of the opening game. They got three in the opening inning of the nightcap and two in the first inning here tonight. The fastball outside to Joe Morgan, ball one. Morgan hitting 296, doubled to right center field and later scored in the first inning. Left-hand hitter with good running speed. Let's play him around toward right. Ed Charles in a stride, wide of the line at third. Bud Harrelson shaded toward second. Phil Lenz about a stride from the edge of the Astro turf. Inside and high is ball two, two balls and no strikes. Center fielder Jim Wynn, who leads the majors and runs batted in, waiting on deck. And the major league leader in batting, Rusty Staub, to follow. Now the 2-0 delivery, and a foul ball back up toward the crowd, out of play. Night games here in the Astrodome tomorrow night and Wednesday night. The Mets return to New York following the Wednesday night game and play Willie Mays and Giants Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon at Shea Stadium. Then the Pirates, the Atlanta Braves, and then the Pirates coming to Shea. And a good pitch by Ron Taylor on the outside corner, two and two. Ron getting a very early call in the game tonight when Dennis Bennett ran into trouble. Ron Taylor generally is used much later in the ballgame. Pitching two and two. Inside the high ball three. And the string is out three and two. Nellie Fox coaching at first, Jim Busby coaching at third. The Astros changed pitching coaches in the middle of the year. Their new pitching coach is Jim Owens. He replaced Gordon Jones. 3-2 delivery, hit hard in the air to left. Tommy Davis coming in, he's there, makes the catch, and Morgan is out. Ball hit on a line, and Tommy came right straight in to grab it. So run away, nobody on. Center fielder Jimmy Wynn coming up. He drove in a run with a base with a ground ball to shortstop. He was thrown out of the opening inning. He was his 84th run down of end. With his big day yesterday, he opened up a fairly wide lead over his nearest challenger in RBIs. Inside the high, it's ball one. Some of the writers refer to Jimmy Wynn as the toy cannon because of his amazing power. He's only 5'9 and weighs about 165 pounds. Right-hand batter, a native of Cincinnati, Ohio. He originally signed with the Reds. He was taken in the first-year player draft by Houston from the Cincinnati organization when they failed to protect him on their 40-man roster. Jimmy Wynn now has 84 runs batted in. The Cardinals' Orlando Cepeda picked up two RBIs at least in the Cardinals' 9-2 win today. He might have had more. So now he has seven, at least 78. And it's a strike on the inside corner. 
St. Louis now has opened up a four and a half game lead in the National League. The Cardinals beat Chicago nine to two. Ray Washburn won his seventh, and Rich Nye was the loser. He's now nine and seven. Lou Brock hit a three-run homer for the Cardinals. In a long spell between home runs for Brock. And the fastball is in for a call strike. Brock had a great start. Now Ron Taylor into his windup. The one-two delivery. A swing and a miss by Jimmy Wynn. He struck him out. Real good-looking breaking ball by Ron Taylor. Two men away. Last of the third inning. Nobody on. Game tied. 2-2. Two -two, it brings up Rusty Stiles. First strikeout for Ron Taylor, who's on in relief. San Francisco Giants with four in the eighth inning beat Pittsburgh eight to four. Mike McCormick winning his 14th game. Good pitch on the inside corner, a call strike. That ties McCormick with the Red Sox Jim Lonborg for the top number of victories. Juan Bizarro was the loser. And in the eighth inning, Jack Hyatt hit a grand slam for the four runs for San Francisco. The time he hit it, the game was tied 4-4. Inside and high, one ball, one strike to Rusty Stobb. Braves five and the Reds one at the end of five. Knuckleballer Phil Necro against Mel Queen, 10-5. And a two-run homer by Cleet Boyer. What a year Cleet is having. The 1-1 pitch to stop, a fly ball hit in the air to left field. Tommy Davis just walks in his stride and puts it away for the out. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of three here in the Astrodome, the New York Mets two and the Houston Astros two. Well, last year and again this year, one of the most popular events to be held at Shea Stadium during the course of the season, and it's a number of events. It's actually a series of meetings, a series of meetings with the ball players of the New York Mets for those who are a member of the Met Fan Club. So we have some up-and-coming Met Fan Club dates, and Ralph will fill you right in. Well, with Ron Taylor going here, he'll have his day on September the 6th. Ron has had a rather interesting background. He has come from Canada, and he has had a lot of trouble with his back. And this year, in the early part of the year, he was out for some time with that bad back, and since coming back, he has done well. You can talk all about pitching and relief pitching with Ron Taylor on September the 6th. Other dates, John Cardwell, August the 4th, Ed Charles, August the 8th, August the 10th, Phil Lynn. Learn about the wrestling business from Phil on the 10th. August 23rd, John Sullivan. August 25th, Don Shaw. September 9th, Bob Henley. September 10th, Hal Rennes. September 18th, Dick Summer. September 19th, Larry Stahl, and September 20th, Dennis Bennett. You can get your tickets to the Met Fan Club room by writing Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Zip code is 11368. And don't forget, even though you may have tickets to the Met Fan Club room, you still have to have tickets for that day and for that day's ball game. Right now, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Your dial is set at the new bright sound in radio. WGY 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Ralph Kiner along with Lindsey Nelson. Now Bob Murphy for the play-by-play. 
Greg Gibson leading off as we go to the fourth inning, and he fouls the breaking pitch across the Astro turf, back toward the dugout, out of play. Next pitch on the way, and Greg has to jump to get out of the way. Malinsky missing way inside and low. One ball, one strike. No point in telling you about the hot weather in Houston because it's been just as hot on the east. And besides, you don't mind here with air-conditioned baseball. The 1-1 delivery, a strike on the outside corner. It's one ball and two strikes. It's amazing the thousands and thousands of people that drive hundreds of miles to take the tourist trip of the Astrodome. A smash to third, caught, picked up by Aspermani on the first out. He pays to Doug Raider for the out. Speck Richardson was saying yesterday that already 1,300,000 people have taken the $1 guided tour of the Astrodome. One out and nobody on. Eddie Cranesville coming up. Gerson hit the ball sharply, but he hit it right at the feet of Bob Aspermani. Eddie Cranesville 0 for 1. He skied the left his initial time at bat. Eddie's batting average is 286. Left-hander against left-hander. And it's low and outside, ball one. Mets two and the Astros two here in the fourth inning. Walensky delivers an overhand fastball low. Ball two, it's two and zero oh on Ed Cranepool. The Mets have only one hit, and that was a run scoring hit by Tommy Davis in the first inning. Their second run crossed the plate on a wild pitch by Walensky. Now Eddie is taking all the way, and the pitch is over for a call strike, two and one. Orlando Cepeda had three RBIs, and the Cardinals' 9-2 win over the Cubs today. Lou Brock drilled in four. Kurt Flood is back in action. He had four for five. Ground ball hit down to first. Duck Raider up with it. Steps on first, two down. Interesting thing about the Cardinals, Ralph, they're rolling right along. They're in the best shape right now. They've been in all year long. They've been moving ahead, even though they've been without their ace pitcher, Bob Gibson. They certainly have. They have covered up that loss, and when Gibson gets back, that'll be a big boost for them if he can pitch like he would normally be able to pitch. They have Bob Gibson and Kurt Flood both on the sideline. Flood, one of the top ball hawks in the game today, is now back in action, and he's a top hit maker. He's usually around 200 hits every year. Bill Lenz is the hitter, and he takes the pitch by Belinsky, ball one. Bill lined out the third baseman, Bob Aspermani, his first time up. Ground ball hit down to Aspermani. He's up with it. Throws from the edge of the carpet. In down, and the side is out. Belinsky moving right along now. Bill has now retired seven consecutive batters. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of three and a half, the New York Mets, two, and the Houston Astros, two. Now here's a word from Rangel. There's a guy in New York who has a ball. It's made of iron and it weighs two tons. He bounces it. Against buildings. And the walls come tumbling down. Well, I'm what they call a ball man. There are just uh, actually 50 of us around and five really good ones. I, uh, I mean experts. Well, you see those three walls there? I can knock all three of them off with one swing. 
And, Phil, put the, put the ball down on a postage stand. You know, last, uh, well, was it about three weeks ago, I got a call. The guy needed me on a Monday, and I had a job. So, I mean, it's kind of flattering. The guy held up the construction for a week until, uh, until I was available. If you're going to throw your weight around in New York, you really got to know what you're doing. Same thing's true of beer. There are 302 beers trying to make it in New York today from all over. But only one beer has made it to the top. The rich dry lager, Rheingold. Rheingold. In this town, either you have it or you don't. Last half of the fourth inning, Bob asked for money. Rookie Doug Rader and catcher John Bateman will be the three hitters coming up against Ron Taylor. Third flood, the Cardinals' brilliant center fielder, came back into the, into the action over the weekend in a series against Atlanta. Kurt had an injured shoulder after crashing into a fence. He'd been out about a month. Here's the pitch on the way. A call strike on the outside corner. The Cardinals are four and a half games out, and they're in great shape in the loss column. A little bit early in the year to be talking much about the loss column, but nonetheless, it takes on added importance with each passing day. For example, third place Cincinnati. Swing and a miss by Astromani. The Reds are playing tonight, and right now they are nine games behind the Cardinals in the loss column. The Atlanta Braves are seven games back in the loss column. The Giants and Pirates, well, the Giants are 10 games back, and the Pirates 11 games back in the loss column. One ball and two strikes. Taylor getting his sign from Greg Goosen. The pitch pass for Money is hit down the right field line. It may drop in. They hit just inside the line. It's rolling down into the right field corner. As for Money, around second will stop there with a double. Ball was placed about a foot inside the line and went down into the corner, 340 feet out. As for Money, can still not go 100% on the base. He has been out of a hamstring muscle pull and just recently returned to the lineup. Now Doug Rader is coming up. For Doug, this is his third year in pro ball. He was outstanding last year, his second year in pro ball, and got a real good look by the Astros during spring training. He's actually a third baseman by trade. Doug being used to first base tonight. And he got a base hit his first major league time at bat. An infield hit. His nickname is the Red Rooster, and the first time up, he scratched one out. Here's the pitch by Ron Taylor. It's inside ball one. Doug Rader, right-hand batter. He has good size, 6'2". Weighs about 95. Nobody out, Aspermani on second, the game tied 2-2. And the pitch by Ron Taylor, a swing and a miss by Doug Rader. One ball, one strike. Doug 
Doug Rader was brought up today when it was learned that Chuck Harrison suffered a fractured thumb in yesterday's twin bill. And a towering pop-up down the first baseline. Hope he doesn't lose this one in the webbing. Train pool under it makes the catch just inside the line in fair territory. This webbing is no problem at night, but had that ball route been hit yesterday afternoon, it would have been quite an adventure, don't you think? It's always an adventure on a fly ball here in the daytime. We were talking with Doug Harvey and the umpiring crew that's here tonight, and they said that uh, they didn't believe that you could ever play a successful game here in the daytime the way it's set up right now. You just have to lose some fly balls in the high ceiling here where the light colors through the opaque glass. You can stand alongside one of the coaches in the pregame drills when they hit fungos and just stand there and try to follow the ball, and it's almost impossible in the afternoon when the sun is shining through. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a miss by Johnny Bateman, strike one. Seems to be worse this year than it was last, which may indicate nothing more is needed than another paint job. You can go broke painting that glass up there, though, Bob. I can go broke, broke riding a bicycle to the corner. What are you talking about? You have to pay somebody to pump it? I need new tires. Now the pitch on the way. Foul ball back into the screen. What do you suppose they'd pay you and I to crawl up here and paint that for them? There's not enough money. You don't like those high altitudes, huh? No. You fighter pilots are all alike. I want something under there with a motor that's going through, pulling through the air. I don't want to be up there depending on myself flying. Your broadcasting partner went up there. And he will be the last to go up there, too. That's going to be a record. He rode up in the gondola. The engineer walked up on the catwalk. Two strike delivery, and Bateman was cool, but he held up in time. One ball and two strikes. I think the funniest thing of all, when Lindsay went the 208 feet to the top of the Astrodome in a gondola to broadcast, after they got up there, they realized the microphones were there and ready to go, and realized somebody had to put them there. Well, the engineer had walked up there on the catwalk. He also had to go back up and get him. Here's the one-two delivery. And a ground ball hit hard toward the middle, knocked down by Lynn. He stumbles close to first in time. Bateman is out, Aspermani moving over to third. Now there are two away, a runner on third. Game tied 2-2 in the fourth inning. And the veteran shortstop, Bobby Lillis, is coming up. Bobby hitting a 255. Houston, two runs, six hits, one error. New York, two runs, one hit, no error. Ron Taylor is pitching in relief of Dennis Bennett. Dennis was knocked out in the first inning by the Astros, and Ron came in. Now hit Charles, even with the bag, wide of the line at third. Lillis, a right-hand batter, but he's always a bunt threat. And a line drive in the air to right. Cadena racing in, can't get it. It's a big hit and a run score. Ball hit Ron Chins to bounce directly back toward the infield. So Lillis punches a soft line drive in the short right to break the tie. There's the first run off Ron Taylor, and the Astros now go in front three to two. Lillis using that big bat just punched the ball easily into right field for a hit. 
That is the first run scored off Ryan Taylor in 14 and two-thirds innings. His relief work has been superb. Best relief pitching has been good. The starting pitching has been faltering. Fastball outside and the high ball one. In both games yesterday, the starting pitcher got off to a bad start. After the starters left the game, the relief corps did a good job, but it was too late. Eddie Crane pulled holding against Bobby Lillis at first, two men away. Lillis punched a two-out single to right to break the tie. Polinski is the batter, and the pitch is hit high in the air to center field. Leon Jones comes in, Harrelson goes out, and Buddy Harrelson takes it for the out. One run, two hits, no errors, one left. At the end of four, the Houston Astros three, and the New York Mets two. Armory Garage is one of those companies that never stops trying to improve their business. They're proving that fact every day at the corner of Central and Colvin in Albany. Instead of sitting back smugly, knowing Armory Garage is the biggest volume dealer of used cars in the area, sales manager Art Neat tries to improve sales and service daily. For example, at Armory, you'll find easier credit. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay and set up a time payment plan custom-tailored to your budget. Because of the tremendous volume of new cars sold weekly at Armory Garage, the selection of used cars is unrivaled. You'll find wagons, convertibles, two- and four-door sedans, from economy models to prestige automobiles, priced to move. And to keep that car on the move in top condition, Armory mechanics are trained to service all makes and models sold on the Armory lot. For the very best car buy, try Armory Garage first. They're located at Central at Calvin in Albany, open daily, including all day Saturday. Ron Taylor will lead off against Bo Belinsky as we go to the fifth running. It will be Ron's second time at bat. Belinsky struck him out his first trip. Ron will be followed by Bud Harrelson and then Cleon Jones. Mr. Holm, Friday night at Shea, playing the Giants. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Juan Manochow back in action. Went all the way, pitching a seven-hitter his last time out. Giants won this afternoon with four runs in the eighth inning on a grand slam by Jack Hyatt. So the Giants this coming weekend at Chase Stadium. And after the Giants leave town, the Atlanta Braves will be in for a Tuesday night game on the eighth and a Wednesday afternoon game on the 9th of August. Pittsburgh for a long weekend series. Outside the highest ball one. The Pirates will play Thursday night, August 10th, Friday night, August 11th, Saturday afternoon the 12th, and a big Sunday doubleheader on August 13th. Lunsky's fastball gets the inside corner, a strike one and one. The Pirates now being guided by Danny Murtaugh, who led them to the National League pennant. And a swing and a miss by Ron Taylor, one ball and two strikes. They go to the eighth inning of Cincinnati with the Atlanta Braves leading Cincinnati five to one. Bill Necro pitching for Atlanta and Mel Queen for Cincinnati. Two-run homer in the game by Cleet Boyer. Inside and low, it's two and two. Later tonight, the Phillies and the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. And those Dodgers are playing their best ball of the year right now. 
They've won 10 of their last 12 ballgames. The 2-2 delivery is fouled off to the right, beyond the dugout, and into the field box area. Well, the center fielder, Kurt Flood, back in the lineup for the Cardinals and getting four for five, and Lou Brock driving four runs in, and Orlando Cepeda driving in three. The Cardinals had a big day. A swing and a miss by Ron Taylor, one man down. Cardinals beat the Cubs 9-2. to They now lead by four and a half. Kansas City beat the Yankees 8-6 to in the stadium with Tony Pierce getting the win in relief. He came on in the ninth. Bad Tillotson was the loser. He came on in the eighth inning. Paul Lindblad, Steve Whitaker, and Charlie Smith had home runs. Harrelson is up, and Belinsky picks off the inside corner for a call strike. The Red Sox got untracked on a three-hit shutout by Lee Stang. They beat Minnesota 4-0. Swing and a miss by Bud, strike two. Carl Yastrzemski had a three-run homer in the Red Sox victory, and Carl now has 26 home runs. Best year by far and away for Carl Yastrzemski. Goes all the way to the backstop. Not officially, nobody on. One ball and two strikes on Bud Harrelson. Carl with his three-run homer this afternoon in Fenway Park, moved into a tie with Minnesota's Harmon Killebrew with 75 runs batted in. The one-two delivery by Ground ball hits slowly down to third. Astromani hurries the peg in time to get Harrelson by a running strike. And Bo Belinsky has now retired nine straight hitters. Tonight, Cleveland leads Chicago two to one at the end of seven and a half. Louise Tiant is pitching for Cleveland. Fred Clay just started for the White Sox. Don McMahon in the third, and Old Sire joined Wilhelm in the seventh. And the Red Sox will be hoping that Cleveland holds on to that lead so they can cut into the White Sox lead. Two outs, nobody on. Cleon Jones, the batter. And it's inside and low, ball one. Houston three, the Mets two. We're in the top of the fifth inning. If the Indians defeat the White Sox, the Red Sox would be one game out. Fastball outside and high, ball two. It's two and oh. Down in the dirt. All three, three of Now, Bo's 3 0 pitch. Right in there for a strike to Cleon. He was taking all the way on the count of three and one. Former catcher Wes Westrom keeping Greg Goosen alongside in the Mets dugout and talking with him as the Mets bat here in the top of the fifth inning. 
Rather hit hard. A big hop for Bob Astromani. He tried, takes the Raider, and the Mets are down one, two, three. And Belinsky has retired ten straight. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. We've come halfway at the end of four and a half to score. The Astros three and the Mets two. Deluxe Crown. Big tire, big tire. Big in safety because the Golf Deluxe Crown has four full plies of nylon cord. A big tire, big tire. Big in mileage because of its extra thick, long-wearing tread. in value because the Gulf Deluxe Crown gives you so much mileage at so little cost. The big tire is at your Gulf dealers now. The tire center in your neighborhood where your driving takes a turn for the best. Inning number five, Ron Davis leads off against Ron Taylor and looks for the pitch low and away, ball one. Ron Davis led off the Houston first inning with a tremendous home run to deep left center. His fifth home run of the year. Now the pitch to him, foul ball it down the right field line, no play. At the time, Ron Davis homered, and New York had taken a 2 0 lead in the top half of the first. Behind the home run by Ron Davis, Joe Morgan doubled to right center, stole third, and came in as Jimmy Wynn grounded out to tie the game. It is fouled off to the right, one ball, two strikes. Ron Taylor, Ron Taylor is on 14th. Ron Taylor, as we mentioned earlier, is normally used as a short man in the bullpen. The longest stretch he has worked this year has been four innings. The pitch taken outside ball when he worked four innings way back on June 16th against Chicago. At San Francisco on this road trip, he had a three and two-third inning relief stint. But he was brought in in the first inning of this game tonight. The Torontonians pitches hit foul down the third baseline, taken by Jim Busby. So right at this moment, Ron Taylor has worked four innings, matching his previous longest stint of the year. Now Ron's 2-2 delivery to Ron Davis. A fly ball hit in the air to left center field. Leon Jones walks the stride, taps the glove, and makes the catch for the out. One out and nobody on. Now Joe Morgan, the second baseman, coming up. He doubled to right center, stole third, and came in as Lynn grounded out with a tying run in the second inning. 
Morgan is hitting 295. His second time up facing Ryan Taylor, he hit the ball hard and lined out to Tommy Davis. Off-speed pitch this inside. One ball, no strike. Here's the pitch on the way. Fastball over the inside corner. One ball, one strike. Night game tomorrow night, a night game Wednesday night here on the Astrodome, then back to Shea at the Giants on Friday night. Don Cardwell against Dave Justy tomorrow night, and in the wrap-up game on Wednesday night, Bob Henley and Mike Cuellar. Lined hard in the air to right. Sabota got up again. He'll have to play it on the hop at the base hit. Morgan around first will hold there. As Sabota gets the ball back in, and he's really coming in, took a nasty hop and hit Bud Harrelson on the left shoulder. Bud shakes it off and goes right back to his fielding position. Long, hard hit swing to the right by Joe Morgan, and it brings up Jimmy Wynn. Total of five hits off Ryan Taylor since he replaced starting pitcher Dennis Bennett. Jimmy Wynn bounced out, driving in a run in the first inning. His 84th run batted in. The Cardinals, Orlando Cepeda has 79. Now Morgan is speedster, leading off first base, draws the throw and scampers back. One out and one on, and that's how the infield playing win as a pull hitter, and they're set up looking for two. The outfield rather deep and found around the left. And another throw to first by Ron Taylor. Greg Goosen working behind the plate. Greg, just 21 years old, and the opposition shows more of a willingness to run when he's behind the plate than when Jerry Grody works behind the plate. Fouled off. One swung so hard about that she wound up on one knee. Cranville holding against Joe Morgan, the runner on first. Now Ron Taylor again fires over to first base. Ron convinced the Astros might have a play on, and he's really working on Joe Morgan. When right-hand batter bends slightly from the waist, an overly closed batting stance. And a fly ball hit deep to center, but it's trailed in for Cleon Jones. He's under it, and he makes the catch. Two men away. Morgan holding it first. It brings up Rusty Stobbs. And the freckle-faced redhead from New Orleans has been a real blockbuster in baseball this year. He demonstrated last year that he was ready to take his place among the top hitters in the National League. And this year, uh, he's leading the major leagues in batting. Hitting 364. Tonight, Rusty has singled to right and flied to left, one for two. He has 124 base hits. 
He hits the ball from foul line to foul line. A pitch out, nothing was on. He has power, but he's not one of the big long ball hitters. He helps himself a great deal by using the whole playing area to collect base hits from the left field line to the right field line. Mets are playing him as a slight pull hitter and rather deep in the outfield. In comes the pitch to start, and it's in for a call strike. One ball and one strike. Veteran arbiter Shag Crawford working behind the plate. Chris Pelicutis, Doug Harvey, and John Kibler on the bases. Houston 3, New York 2 were in the last half of the fifth inning. The Astros have out hit the Mets 8 to 1. They lead by one run. There goes the runner, a pitch shot. Now the pig by Goosen. High throw, stolen base. Joe Morgan, two for two tonight. He stole third base in the first inning. For Joe Morgan, his 11th stolen base of the year. Now first base is open as a result of the stolen base. And let's see how they... He liked to do it with Rusty Staub. Now they're going to put him on. Right-hander Ron Taylor is the pitcher, so Staub will be intentionally walked. And they'll pitch the Bob out for money. The electronic message board out in center field says chicken. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. The new bright sound in radio, this is WGY 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson were at the Astrodome in Houston. Houston 3, New York 2, bottom half of the fifth inning. Intentional walk to Rusty Stubb, he now changed his shoe. Runners on first and second, two down, and Bob asked for money coming up. Big crowd here at the Astrodome got quite a kick out of the fact that they flashed the word chicken on the message board because of the intentional walk. What they used to say when they were little kids, Rob, chicken, stone, kind of break my bones, the words will never hurt me. Well, that's one way to keep Morgan from running because when you take away a chance for the major league leading batter to hit, it's got to be a play that you might not pull too often if you're going to walk that man. Fly ball hit high in the air to left by Astromani. Harrison galloping out. In comes Tommy Davis. And Tommy has it. The side is up. Well, it was on this road trip in San Francisco with Jim Ray Hart waiting on deck that Willie Mays doubled down the left field line and deliberately stopped at first so the Mets would have to pitch to Hart. And Hart cracked a three-run homer. In the fifth inning, no runs, one hit. No errors, two left on. So at the end of five, as the ground crew comes out, they um, manicure the diamond for the second half of the game. Houston, three runs, eight hits, and one error. New York, two runs, one hit, and no error. Well, in baseball, if you're a bench warmer, perhaps you're not too happy. But if you're a member of the bench warmers organization, chances are you're a very pretty lady. The bench warmers, a group of wives of the New York Mets. Organized to promote charitable fundraising activities, 
has now completed plans for a U.S. tour of New York City benefit at Shea Stadium on Saturday, August 26th. Now, the tickets are priced at $15 each, and the ticket includes a reserve seat for the game between the Cubs and the Mets, followed by dinner and entertainment in the Diamond Club. Checks should be made payable to Benchwarmers, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. 11368 is the zip code. Mrs. Ed Cranepool is chairman of the event, which is being co-sponsored by the New York Mets Lady Mets Club. All profits will be turned over to the New York City USO. The capacity of the Diamond Club is 600. So be sure to send your check-in right away to Benchwarmers, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The zip code is 11368. The date again is Saturday, August the 26th, when the Mets will be playing the Chicago Cubs. Let's trail by a run as they come up in the sixth inning and to follow the action for you, here's Ralph Kainer. Okay, Bob Murphy and hi everyone. Tommy Davis will be the leadoff batter for the Mets. Mets have had two runs on one base hit. The base hit was by Tommy Davis in the first that drove in the run. Mets got their other run in that same inning on a wild pitch. Since then, they have had one base runner. That was Bud Harrelson who walked in the second. Bo Belinsky pitching for the Houston Astros. Astros have had three runs and eight base hits off starting pitcher Dennis Bennett and relief pitcher Ron Taylor. Davis with his base hit, batting at 3.09. And the first pitch is hit down to today. So one hopper, hopper for the second baseman Joe Morgan. The throw to first is in time for the out. So Belinsky picks up another one. And it brings up Ron Sobota, who has walked and struck out. Walensky has retired 11 batters in a row. And the left-hander starts off with Rod and picks up a strike over the inside corner right about knee-high. Ron batting 251, and the next pitch is a curveball that breaks over. Taken again, strike two. Big change here by Bobolinski. To start of the ballgame, both Bobolinski and Dennis Bennett had their troubles. Bennett was knocked out. Both pitchers were extremely wild, bouncing pitches in front of the plate and up against the screen. Two strike pitches way outside. One ball, two strikes. Ron in the series has had one hit and six times up. This is a five-game series, and that's playing the third game here tonight. They lost the first two in a doubleheader yesterday. Six to five and nine to one. Astros leading the series this year. One-two pitch is grounded down in the dirt foul. Count remains at one ball and two strikes. Mets and Astros have met nine times. The Mets have won four, the Astros five. Here in Houston, the Mets have yet to win a ball game, and they trail the Astros by three and a half games now with their doubleheader loss yesterday. Ambulinski back, and a curveball is over the inside corner, strike three. And Savona struck out. Two men away in the top of the sixth. That brings up Ed Charles. Ed was struck out his first time up and ground out the short and second. That is a sixth strikeout for Bobolinski. Charles, a right-hand batter, hitting 265 with three home runs and 19 runs batted in. 
Three to two, the Astros. And the first pitch is grounded right back to Bobolinski. Almost goes it away as he goes over to first base. A big grouper pitch as he took it over. Almost threw it over the head of the first baseman, Norm Raider. But he got the play there, and that retires the side in order. And the score at the end of five and a half innings, the Astros three, the Mets two. Mets fans, imagine if you can the glorious Mets in person at Shea Stadium. Try to visualize the excitement of big league baseball. The triumphant Mets face-to-face with the Chicago Cubs. All yours absolutely free. See Tommy Davis, Yogi Berra, Wes Westrom, and the whole team. Win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Saturday, August the 12th. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Cubs-Mets game on Saturday, August the 12th. Our most recent Mets ticket winner was Raymond P. Stack of Scotia. Now make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. Get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives you the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write Mets schedule, WGY Schenectady. Going to the bottom half of the sixth, the Astros batting, they lead three to two. On the mound for the Mets is Ron Taylor, and the first batter he'll be pitching to will be Doug Rader, the first baseman. And the first pitch is over the outside corner, strike. Doug was brought up to the major leagues yesterday, and his first time at bat, he got a base hit to left field. He's one for two and batting 500. Rader, a right-hand batter, big tall fella. He'll be followed by John Bateman. Ron Taylor back with a breaking ball, swung on, strike two. Astros, three runs, eight hits. And that's two runs and one hit. Both sides got two runs in the first. The Astros took the lead with a run in the bottom half of the fourth. And the next pitch is swung on in that strike three. So Raider is struck out for the first time in the major league. He came to the Astros batting 293 at Oklahoma City in 75 ballgames. That'll bring up John Bateman. That strikeout was Ron Taylor's second strikeout. He came in the ball game in the first with one man out. Bateman has a base hit and two times up. His base hit was a hit and run base hit to move Raider over to third base, but he was left there. That was back in the second. First pitch by Taylor outside a ball. Bateman batting 204. He has never stolen a base. In- Major League history. The 1 0 pitch is swung on a vicious swing and a miss. Strike one. One ball, one strike. I guess that statement must sound a little bit out of content because we weren't talking about stolen bases. But every time I look at John Bateman, I just sort of say he ain't going to steal any bases. The other day, though, he tried to beat out a bunt. He didn't make it. Fortunately for him, he missed the ball. Now the 1-1 pitch over a good fastball. One ball, two strikes. The thing about John Bateman, Rob, not only is he slow, but he also has a fractured foot. A broken fibula. Watch that. One and two with one man out. We're in the bottom half of the sixth. The Mets are trailing by one. Got to give him a lot of credit for playing with a broken bone in his foot. 
Pitches outside, it's ball two. Two balls and two strikes. Both he and Bob Gibson had the same injury. Bob pitched to three batters after he broke his, and Bateman played three innings after he broke his foot. Two balls, two strikes. Chuck Harrison broke his finger yesterday and was out. High fly ball off to center field. Leon Jones moving back. It's way up there. And he has a play for the out. Chuck Harrison swung at a ball and it hit his hand. And they called it a strike. He did not get first base free because when you swing at a pitch, no matter what happens, if it hits you or whatever, it's a strike. It broke his thumb. And he has been put on the disabled list of a minor league ball club. Ralph, I think that particular play is probably as deceiving to the fans in the ballpark as any play that you can have because the batter actually can hit right between the eyes of the baseball and not get to go to first base if he swung at the pitch. That's right. The ball is dead as a strike. Now the pitch to the next batter, Bobby Lillis, is popped up in the shallow right field. Ron Travolta playing very shallow, makes the play for the out that retires the side in order. One, two, three for Ron Taylor. And the score at the end of six, the Astros three, the Mets two. Now here's the word from Rheingold. Have you noticed football news starting to find its way into the sports spaces? Well, I'm sure you have. And say, is this the year the Jets take off and go all the way? Well, you've got an opportunity to get a line on this year's New York Jets. Friday night, August the 4th, when they meet the Boston Patriots in the AFL's preseason opener at Kennedy Stadium in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and the kickoff is 7.30 p.m. Ryan Gould is happy to be a co-sponsor of the game and relinquish its usual commercial time to tell you about it. The game is being played for the benefit of the Rehabilitation Center of Eastern Fairfield County. And the proceeds will do much toward broadening the fine work the center has been doing for so many years. There are still a good seats left priced at $3, 5 and $10. Available at the 33 offices of the State National Bank in the Fairfield area and the Rehabilitation Center at 85 Park Avenue in Bridgeport. Or call for reservations in Bridgeport at 335-7351. That's 335-7351. Now, don't get shut out of the big, big preseason opener, the Jets against the Patriots. Friday night, August the 4th, at Kennedy Stadium in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now back to the Mets action and Mr. Kiner. Okay, Bob Murphy, the Mets have Hal Renup starting to loosen up in the bullpen. Mets are down to their 6th, 7th, and 8th batters here in this inning. If they get a Mets man on base, they'll have to go to the pitcher's position, so they're getting ready in case they need a pinch hitter. Paul Belinsky has been pitching fine ball since he settled down after the first inning. He has retired his last 13 batters, and he's getting set to pitch to Greg Goosen. In the first, he walked Bud Harrelson. Leon Jones, on a hard smash, was charged with a time at bat when an error was charged to Bob Aspermani, and his ball went through in the left field, putting runners at first and second. Tommy Davis then singled the right field to drive in the first run of the game. Ron Svoboda, the next batter, walked to put runners on further down at first and second. Ed Charles struck out. And a wild pitch. Allowed a run to come in. The Mets got their second run. Greg Goosen, and the first pitch is fouled back. Of home plate, out of play, it's strike one. 
Goosen was batting on the wild pitch, and the Mets got their second run. His other jam up, he lined a hard smash down to third base, and a good play by Aspermani put him out. So Greg is 0 for 2 in the game. Goosen's batting 259. He'll be followed by Ed Cranepool and Phil Lynch. Ambulinsky now back. The next pitch is hit off the hands out toward the pitcher's mound. Belinsky right on the mound, makes the sign that he'll take it, and he makes the catch to the out. That'll bring up Ed Greenpool, who also is off for two. Ed now batting 285. Final score, Atlanta beat the Cincinnati Reds 5-2. to two. The winning pitcher was Phil Negro. He pitched a nine-hitter. Losing pitcher was Mel Queen. Cleve Boyer, a home run in the fifth with one on. So the St. Louis Cardinals picking up a game on the Cincinnati Reds. There's one hit over second base. Going in back of the bag, the shortstop, Bob Lillis. He comes up with the ball, throws the first base for the out. Ball was not hit hard right off the hands. And Lillis got in back of the bag to make the play in time. Took it on one hop and threw over to first. Now with two men out, Phil Lentz will be the batter. Cardinals picked up a full game on Chicago. They lost today by a score of 9-2 to, to St. Louis. They lead them by four and a half games. Cincinnati in losing, dropping back to eight and one half games back. Now the first pitch to fill in. It is call the ball. Lens is 0 for 2. And a breaking ball is down low. Ball 2. Two balls, no strikes. Paid attendance here today, 15,001. And the next pitch is over. So the count now, two balls, one strike. Astros have drawn 943,873 for their overall season. A swing and a change-up, strike two, and Phil Lynch pulls completely. A good pitch by Bobolinski. Two balls, two strikes. Atlanta in winning that ball game against Cincinnati, holding their position. Now a call, strike three. And Bolinski gets his seventh strikeout is one, two, three inning. Gives him 16 batters retired in a row, and the score at the end of six and a half innings, the Astros three, the Mets two. When you buy a new car, it's the dealer that makes the difference. That's why it's time for you to head for Armory Garage Central at Colvin in Albany, where there's a Plymouth or Chrysler to fit every pocketbook. You know that you can buy the same car from any Plymouth dealer, and you'll get the same warranty. The difference lies in the deals. Armory Garage is the area's volume Plymouth dealer. Volume sales allow Armory Garage to offer you that new car for less so you can afford the model and size you want. When it comes to warranties, the five-year, 50,000-mile Chrysler Products warranty can't be beat, especially when it's backed up by the Armory Garage Service Department. For best selection, best price, and best trade, see Armory Garage. Remember, you can buy, sign, and pay at Armory Garage, home of 101 time payment plans. Head for Armory Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany.
Going out of the bottom half of the seventh, Al Renup, who was warming up, has now completed his warm-ups and is sitting down. That did not get four men up in the inning, so they didn't have to go to a pinch hitter. And Ron Taylor now goes out to pitch here in the bottom half of the seventh. Ron came in the game in the first inning with one man out. He has given up four base hits, allowed one run. His first man will be Bo Valensky. Bo is 0 for 2. Bo is a left-hand batter. He's been about 27 times with three hits. And he fouls the first pitch, strike one. Ball down in the dirt. It'll be Bo Belinsky, Ron Davis, and Joe Morgan. Morgan had a leadoff home run in the first for the Astros' first run. It was his fifth this year. Then Joe Morgan doubled. Throwed second base, his tenth stolen base of the year, and his first of two in this game. And scored when Jim Wynn grounded out the short. That tied up the ball game at 2-2. Two two. Next pitch to Belinsky is down low. One ball, one strike. The Astros got their lead in the fourth inning on a double by Bob Aspermani down the right field line. After Doug Rader had popped the first base, John Bateman grounded down to second base, and Aspermani went over to third, where he scored on the single in the shallow right field by Bobby Lillis. Now a foul ball coming straight back. He counted one and two. Starting pitcher for the Mets was Dennis Bennett. He gave up two runs and one-third of an inning was charged with three hits. When Ron Taylor came in the game, he came in with runners at, a runner at first base and got Bob Asmamani to hit into a double play. So he has worked five and two-thirds innings. And the next pitch is inside. It's ball two. Two balls, two strikes. That is the longest he has gone this year. Two balls, two strikes. Polensky with a close stand, swinging the bat back and forth. And the pitch by Taylor. Popped up in foul territory, and it'll go out of play. So Polensky prolongs his time at bat. Bow is one of Bow's famous quotes. If music be the champagne of love, then play on. A fellow by the name of Shakespeare might have written that first. Here's the 2-2 pitch. And it's down low in the count now. Three balls and two strikes. Bill considers having a good season in the major leagues. is just sticking around all year. New ball put in play by Shag Crawford, and he gets a hand for firing the ball back to the pitcher's mound. His fellow good the umpire at first base, Doug Harvey at second, and John Kibler at third. Three and two. And the pitch is called strike three, and Ron Taylor picked up a borderline strikeout, his second in the ball game, and that's the first out here in the bottom half of the seventh that brings up the leadoff batter, Ron Davis. Ron with a base hit and three times up. His base hit was his fifth home run. 
Right-hand batter, and the first pitch by Taylor is bunted out towards third. Here comes Charles, a tough play for him. He slips the first base, and it is in time. Fine play by Ed Charles, and a close play at first. Ellie Fox is talking with Chris Barcourt about the call, but that is all. Not a strong protest. So Ed Charles, who has been playing a fine third base for the Mets, picks up the second out, and that brings up Joe Morgan. Joe's had a good night. Two for three with two stolen bases, a run scored. Morgan now with an average of 297. Left-hand batter with great speed. Three to two, the Astros. Two men out, bottom half of the seventh. And Ron Taylor with the pitch. It's down low and inside. And Morgan has to skip rope. We'll have all the scores for you right after the end of this half inning. Not a whole lot of action going, but... More do you think on a Monday night? 1-0 pitch over the inside corner. One ball, one strike. Monday used to be uh, off day for baseball years ago. Doubleheaders on Sunday with Monday off, but it doesn't figure that way anymore. And at 1-1, the pitch to Morgan. And it's lined to left field. It's curving and left there. All off of the side, and Morgan goes to second with a double and holds there. Ball staying fair by a matter of about three or four or five inches. Morgan now three for four. That is his second double in the ball game. He now has 20. And the Astros with two men out have a runner in scoring position. With a big man coming up, Jim Wynn. Certain ball players against certain ball clubs seem to have some sort of inside information, and they just do well. Then you look down at the sheet to see their overall batting record, and you can't figure out how they can hit so poorly against the other clubs when they look so good against the club you watch them play. Morgan, of course, does well against all clubs, but he does exceptionally well against the Mets. Jim win the batter, an action in the bullpen for the Mets, and the first pitch is outside the ball. Don Shaw is starting to warm up for left-hander along with Hal Rennes. Howl up for the second time. Astros now have nine hits in the ball game and six off Ron Taylor. This is a big point for the Mets in this game. They can get this man out without a run scoring. They're still close enough to get back in. They trail by one. Two men away, bottom half of the seventh. Now Taylor, who appears to be cowering, sets up and the pitch to the plate. Run on him, missed a good slider, and the count now one ball and one strike. Ron has been taking a lot more time between pitches. In fact, he has been leaning over with his hands and his knees off of the pitching rubber before taking the sign. This is the furthest he has gone. Came in the ball game in the first with one man out. Now the right-hander sets up again. A check at second, the 1-1 pitch. It is up high and it's ball two. Two balls, one strike. Ron steps off the pitching rubber, mops his brow. It's 72 degrees in here. Temperature always at 72. The day outside, it was 95 degrees with 70% humidity. Now Taylor looked in for the sign. Two balls, one strike. A jacket second, Morgan there. 
And the pitch to the plate. And the ball is swung on a miss. Again, a good slider down around the knees over the outer part of the plate. So the count two and two with two men out here in the bottom half of the seventh. On deck batter, Rusty Staub, the major leagues leading batter. Jim Wynn leads the major leagues and runs batted in in the National League in home runs. He has 27 home runs and 84 runs batted in. Pick one up today. Two balls, two strikes. And Taylor now with the pitch. It is swung on a miss, strike three, and Ron Taylor completes his pitching performance by striking out Jim Wynn for a fine job well done. Taylor will be going out for a pinch hitter in the bottom half of the coming up inning, and so that will be all for him. He worked a very strong six and two-thirds inning, and the strikeout was his fourth in the ballgame as he worked through that time. No runs, one hit, no errors. A man left at second base, and the score at the end of seven. The Astros three, the Mets two. In other games in the National League, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated Chicago nine to two. The winning pitcher was Washburn. The losing pitcher was Nye. The beta got his 18th. Brock got his 14th. San Francisco beat Pittsburgh eight to four. The winning pitcher McCormick. The losing pitcher Pizarro, Clendenin, and Hyatt had home runs. Hyatt won the ball game on a grand slam home run in the eighth. Starting pitchers, Philadelphia at Los Angeles. Dick Ellsworth going for the Phillies against John Drysdale. Atlanta beat Cincinnati 5-2. The winning pitcher was Phil Necro. The losing pitcher was Mel Queen. Lee Boyer, a home run in the fifth with one man on. In the American League, Kansas City topped the Yankees 8-6. The winning pitcher was Pierce in relief. The losing pitcher was Tillotson. Lynn Blatt, a home run in the seventh with no one on. Whitaker and Smith for the Yankees. Boston beat Minnesota 4-0. Lee Stang, the winning pitcher. He pitched a three-hitter. Boswell, the loser. Jastrzemski got a 26 in the third with two men on. Going now to the top of the 10th inning. The White Sox, two. Cleveland, two. In the top of the 10th inning. And now a home run by Rocky Calavito with the Chicago White Sox. And the White Sox are leading on the home run by Rocky. He just joined the ball club by a score of 4-2 to two as a bat in the top of the 10th. That completes the America League schedule. Right here, the Mets are trading 3-2 to two as they come to bat in the top of the 8th. And here for the play-by-play... Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Ralph Kahn, and hello again, everybody. Bob Johnson is coming up to bat now for Ron Taylor. Johnson has a season's batting average of 3.48. As a pinch hitter, he is 8 for 21. And as we go to the 8th, there is now a double barrel action in the bullpen for the Houston Astros. Carol Sembera and Dan Schneider are up and throwing, a right-hander and a left-hander. For the New York Mets, Hal Runneth continues to throw down in the bullpen. As Johnson steps in now to face Bo Belinsky, who has retired 16 consecutive batters. Here's the first pitch in the eighth inning. Swung on his high into the air out in the left center field. Jim Wynn goes over and calls. He's underneath and waiting, and Wynn makes the catch. Johnson has slid off. 17 consecutive batters retired by Belinsky. As Bud Harrelson will come up, he walked, walked, and grounded out third to first. Pitch to 10 for a call strike. Leon Jones has moved out on deck. Houston leading the Mets by a score of 3-2. to two. Belinsky takes the sign. And here's the pitch. It's inside low for a ball.
Bo Belinsky got off to a shaky start here tonight, but he settled down. Here's a 1-1 pitch, and it's in for a call. Strike two. Belinsky's last major league complete game was June 29, 1965. A 7-1 win for the Phillies over the San Francisco Giants. Here's a pitch high. So it goes two and two now to Harrelson. The Mets scored two runs in the top of the first and left two runners on board. This is a 2-2 delivery, and it is swung out and missed. Polensky gets his eighth strikeout. Now we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Stay tuned to the new bright sound in radio. WGY, a 10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy at the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. Mets are batting in the top of the eighth, trailing by a run. Cleon Jones is up with nobody on base and two men out. A right-hand batter facing left-hand pitcher, Bo Belinsky. Here's a swing and a foul ball on the ground back of third out of play. Lining up against the railing outside the Met dugout. Third base umpire John Kibler retrieves the ball and tosses it across to the ball boy. So it's a strike one count to Cleon Jones. He was on on an error by Aspromonte in the first inning. It was scored as an error. It was a hard smash down pass, Aspro. Cleon grounded into a force play in the second inning, and he grounded out third to first in the fifth. Now the strike one delivery. Swung on it on the ground. A high hopper to short. Taken there by Lillis and gunned across the first hand just in time to get Cleon Jones. So now Bobolinski has retired 19 consecutive batters. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. In the middle of the eighth, the score is the Astros three, the Mets two. Question. Why do they say detecting the disease early is important when it comes to cancer? Answer. Because it's less likely that early cancer has spread to more than one part of the body. Therefore, it can be cured more easily. Question. Well, how could I tell I might have early cancer? Answer. You can't tell. But you can learn cancer's seven danger signals and go to your doctor if one appears. Questions about cancer. Knowing the correct answers could help you save your life. The American Cancer Society says that knowing cancer's seven danger signals, knowing the value of yearly health checkups, knowing these things is your best protection against cancer. For answers to questions you may have about this disease or for a free booklet of vital facts, write or telephone your American Cancer Society. the football action in Kennedy Stadium, Bridgeport, Friday night, August 4th. Kickoff time is 7.30 p.m. Don't miss it. And now Hal Runoff comes in to do the pitching for the New York Mets. As Ron Taylor worked six and two-thirds innings, he gave up only one run on six hits. He struck out four and he walked one intentionally. Rusty Staub will be up to lead off for the Astros. He is one for two and an intentional walk. (laughs) 
Jonas is making his 15th appearance of the season. He has a record of three wins and one loss. He worked yesterday for an inning in the first game, allowed no runs, no hits, struck out one and walked none. Right hand to Rennes, to the left hand batter Staub. It's low, bounce off the glove of Goosen and on back to the screen. It's ball one. Bob Aspermani on deck. 1-0 pitch to Staub. Hit deep to right. It's way back, and Slavota goes to the warning track and hauls it down. Rusty Staub got around on that one and drove it into the warning track and right. One away. When you pull the tab on the Rheingold Chuggamug, the top comes off with a hit that sounds like the good Rheingold flavor inside. Six 12-ounce mugs to the carton. You'll find them in the Chuggamug special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Now Aspermani is up. Al Renner feels a pitch that's low for a ball. By the way, Wednesday afternoon, August 9th, will be Senior Citizens Day at Shea Stadium. The Mets will be playing the Atlanta Braves. And all fans 60 years of age or older will be admitted for the 50-cent service charge. That's Wednesday afternoon, August 9th. Pitch to Aspermani, and it is high for a ball. When it goes behind, 2-0. The Astros are leading the Mets by a score of 3-2. Then it takes a sign from Greg Goosen. Deal 2-0. It's low. He goes behind. Three balls. No strike. Dennis Bennett started here tonight. Pitched a third of an inning. Was charged with two runs on three hits. Larry Sherry is up and throwing now in the Houston bullpen. Here's a pitch high enough for money. Draws a walk. That's only the second walk issued by Mets pitchers tonight. Brings up Doug Rader, who is making his major league debut. Touched an infield hit in the second inning. Knocked out in the fourth and struck out in the sixth. Manager Wes Westham now comes out of the dugout to talk to his batterymen. Talks to Renner and to Goosen very briefly, and Westham turns now. Comes back to the dugout as by the time Westham got there, Renner was walking back to the mound already. John Bateman is on deck. Renner's pitch, low and away. One and one. The bullpen areas here are located just at the far end of the dugout. And the pitcher warming up is not facing the plate. He has his back to the plate. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on it on the ground to third. Taken by Charles. He goes to left. That's one. The relay to first. He saves it first. Way to beat the relay. So the Astros have a runner at first now with two men out. And John Bateman coming up to miss side for a double play. Going around from Charles to Lentz to Cranepool. But Doug Rader beats the relay. We're starting to say the pitcher warming up here is a vulnerable target for foul balls, and so Dave Eilers has drawn the shore of protecting the pitcher. Eilers with the glove is facing the home plate area, and he's about three feet 
behind Larry Sherry, who is warming up throwing the other direction. Now the pitch to Bateman. Swung on and foul back off the screen at strike one. I would guess that the assignment to go out there and protect the pitcher warming up is not one that carries a great deal of prestige with it. Two away, runner at first, Astros three in the Mets two. Swing a foul ball to the right side, not a play, two strikes. If you're not keeping score and you want to look ahead to the top of the ninth, the Mets are scheduled to send up. Tommy Davis, Ron Swoboda, and Ed Charles. Bob Lillis is waiting on deck. This will be a two-strike pitch to John Bateman. As for Monty leads, and the pitch is falling. It only gone to third. Charles up. He's going across the first. Low dug out on the short half by Cranesville in time to retire the side. So Hal Runnup comes in. To get the Astros in the eighth with no runs, no hits, no errors, a walk, and one left. Scored the end of eight full innings, says Houston three in the Mets, two and nine. Zero in on performance and a feel of luxury that lets you know this is your car, Plymouth 1967. Zero in on savings and the kind of selection that lets you know this is your dealer. Armory Garage in Albany, where prices have never been better. The salesmen at Armory want to show you all the 67 Plymouths, Furies, and Belvedere's. Then they want to show you how easy it is for you to own one. Your present car will probably cover the down payment, and the balance can be comfortably taken care of over three years or less. Choose from any one of Armory's 101-time payment plans. Armory has carloads of new cars in stock ready for your inspection and immediate delivery. So swing into a new Plymouth Fury or Belvedere and make your choice now while the selection is high. Hurry, though, to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin and Albany. Your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Valiant Volume Headquarters. We're going now to the top half of the ninth inning, and the New York Mets will be sending up Tommy Davis, Ron Svoboda, and Ed Charles. Bo Belinsky, who was on the ropes in the very first inning of this ballgame, has a one-hitter going to the ninth. And despite the fact that he has a one-hitter, manager Grady Hatton has double barrel action in the bullpen down here. He has Dan Schneider and Larry Sherry throwing in the Houston bullpen as we go to the top of the ninth. Houston leading by a score of 3-2. to two. In the top half of the first inning, Harrelson walked. Leon Jones smashed one down past Astromati. It was scored as an error. And then Tommy Davis singled to right to score a run, and that was the only hit the Mets have had in this ballgame. Swoboda walked, and after Charles struck out, Goosen was out to play when Valensky wild pitched another run home. The Mets had two, but the Astros got two in the bottom of the first, then came on to pick up another off Ron Taylor in the fourth, and they lead three to two. So now Tommy Davis steps in as Valensky is facing the outfield, getting settled down before turning to work to... The Met left fielder, who tonight is one for three. Now Valensky's pitch. Swung out and it's tied out in the left center field, and it's going to drop in for a base hit. One hop by Wynn. A leadoff single here in the 
ninth inning, the second hit for the Mets off Belinsky, and Tommy Davis has them both. He is on it first, representing tying run with nobody out in the ninth inning. And now we're getting Dick Selma coming in to run for Tommy Davis at first base. Dick Selma running for Davis at first. Kubota walked, struck out, and struck out so far. Hitting 250 for the season, right-hand batter. The Grader holds against the runner. Here's the pitch. Swung on and fouled off. It's strike one. Ed Charles waiting in the on-deck circle. Houston three, the Mets two. With the New Yorkers batting in the top half of the ninth inning. Volinsky trying to turn in a complete game victory here. Here is a pitch low and away. Volinsky has not had a complete game in the majors since June 29, 1965. He goes to the rosin bag, tosses it down, adjusts his uniform now, hands on hips, taking a little breather before getting ready to work again to Ron Swoboda. Ball game is over in Cleveland. The Chicago White Sox have won it by a score of four to two. Cleveland out scorelessly in the tenth inning. So they won it on a two-run hold by Rocky Calavito in the tenth, and he only got Calavito a couple of days ago from Cleveland. Here's a pitch high. So it's two and one to Swoboda. Well, when you're going down the stretch like the White Sox are, and you pick up extra ball players, if they can win one or two games for you. You figure that uh, you have invested well. Right here, the Mets have the tying run at first. Selma leads, and here's the pitch. Swung on and pops up foul down the right field line. Chased over by Starr, but it's going on into the seats, not a play. Doug Rader, the first baseman, turned and went racing back in fair territory. And Joe Morgan was cutting over, and Staub was coming across toward the bullpen. The ball hit in the third row of the stand. The count is even now at two and two to Ron Swoboda. Houston, three runs, nine hits. The Mets, two runs, two hits. Now, Bo Valensky is up and set. He checks the runner at first, and here's a two-two pitch high and away. So the count runs out full at three and two to Ron Swoboda. Here's Charles, kneeling in the on-deck circle. Valensky again turns his back to the plate, goes to the rising back, flips it down. Selma leads. This will be a payoff pitch. It's on the way, high and away, walking. That is the fourth walk you should in this game by Bo Valensky. Here's the Mets runners at first and second and brings Houston manager Grady Hatton out of the dugout. Ed Charles will be the batter. He's got a right-hand pitcher, Larry Sherry, down there, and a left-hander, Dan Schneider. The Mets have the tying run at second base and the go-ahead run at first base with nobody out here in the top half of the ninth inning. Charles will be the batter, and he's to be followed by Greg Goosen in the Mets batting order. Grady Hatton is talking now to his batterman, and the sign goes to the bullpen, I think, for Sherry. Larry Sherry turns and starts walking in. So, Bobolinsky does not get a complete game, no matter what. Meanwhile, Mets third base coach, Sully Parker, has been in the dugout talking to manager Wes Westerman. He comes out to talk to Ed Charles. A little direct communication here so that there can't be any mix-up on signs. 
and a hand for Belinsky. Eight full innings, faced two men here in the ninth. Corey so far with two runs on only two hits. He struck out nine and he walked three. He had retired 19 consecutive batters when Tommy Davis got the single in the top half of the ninth inning. And now, as sure he warms up to check us out on scores, here's Ralph. St. Louis Cardinals picked up a full game on the Chicago Cubs and also on. Cincinnati Reds, they defeated the Chicago Cubs 9-2. The winning pitcher was Washburn, the losing pitcher was Nye. Cepeda and Brock at home runs. Cepeda 18 now and Brock 14. Cincinnati Reds were defeated by the Atlanta Braves 5-2, and they are now trailing by eight and a half games in the National League race. The Cubs are losing their trailing by four and a half ball games. In that ball game, the winning pitcher was Phil Nicol. Mel Queen was the losing pitcher. Cleet Boyer home in the fifth with a man on. Atlanta by winning, remaining eight and a half games back. Philadelphia playing against the Dodgers at the end of one half inning. Philadelphia won, the Dodgers coming up. Dick Ellsworth pitching for the Phillies. Don Drysdale going for the Dodgers. And San Francisco beat Pittsburgh eight to four. And the winning pitcher, McCormick, the losing pitcher was Bizarro. All right, Ralph. Stepping in now is Ed Charles. Unless they're runners first and second, nobody else to the Astros have to protect against the sacrifice likelihood. Larry Sherry steps off the rubber. Yesterday, Sherry got a save in the first game of the doubleheader for Wade Blasting game, the 6-5 game. He worked two and a third innings, gave up one run on four hits. He's a right-hand pitcher. And here is the pitch. It is bunted out and missed for strike one. The Astros were playing it defensively with first baseman Doug Rader charging. Third baseman Ascomani going to the bag. Sherry covering on the third base side. And shortstop Lillis going through the bag at second. Saldy Parker, cost time, comes down now to have a word again with Ed Charles. He bunted on the pitch, and he missed it. It's strike one. The Astros are leading three to two. Now the pitch, and Charles again bunts and fouls it up the third baseline. A count goes to two strikes. Greg Goosen is waiting on deck. So twice, Charles has tried to bunt, missed once, and fouled it once. So now... He is in a hole with a two-strike count. As you know, if he should try to bunt this one and bunt it foul, he's a strikeout victim. Tying run at second. Go ahead, run at first. Nobody out in the ninth. Larry Sherry takes the sign from John Bateman. Charles nothing for three in the ninth game. Here's a pitch, and it's low. One and two. Charles struck out, grounded out, and grounded out. Season's batting average of 264. Dan Schneider continues to throw down the Houston bullpen. Runners lead, first and second. Pitcher swung it on the ground to short. Taken by Lilly. Played the Morgan for one, the throw to first, and he beats the relay. So the middle man is out, and Selma goes to third. Lavada was forced to second base, and Charles beats the relay. So it gives Mets runners at first and third. Turn that out, and Greg Goosen coming up. That calls for a conference now between Cassie Johnny Bateman and pitcher Larry Scherz. So it's come to this. The Houston Astros would like to pull off a game-ending double play, and the New York Mets want to get that tying run in from third base. Larry Stahl is throwing down in the Mets bullpen at this moment. And Tommy Reynolds is also throwing down there. 
Grady Hatton comes out of the dugout. He wants to know what this conference is about between Bateman and uh, Sherry, and Morgan is joining him also. Greg Goosen is the batter. He has struck out, grounded out, and popped out so far. Season's batting average of 250. Goosen is a right-hand batter. Hatton is still out there. Now he turns, comes back to the dugout. They just want to know how they're going to work on Greg Goosen here. Charles is the runner at first. Selmer is the runner at third. Selmer is checking now with Saldy Parker, the third base coach, to see what he does on various situations. Greg Goosen now is coming back to the dugout. And Larry Stahl has come into the dugout. West Western pacing up. Goosen takes off the helmet. Gary Grody has come out there to continue throwing with Tommy Reynolds in the bullpen area. And here comes Larry Stahl, a left-hand batter now. Stahl is hitting 227 for the season. He has one home run and 14 runs batted in. So now again Bateman goes out to talk to Sherry and Joe Morgan, the second baseman, comes in again as they again want to figure out how they work to Larry Stahl. One move right here that is probably one of the prime reasons why Wes has gone to a left-hand batter is to stay out of the double play. The left-hander, of course, a little bit uh, harder to double up, and Greg Goosen certainly a lot easier to double up than most ball players. All right, with one man out, the Houston Astros are leading the Mets by a score of 3-2 to two with the Mets batting in the top of the ninth. And that's their runners at first and third. Larry Sherry is working in relief of Bobolinsky, who is the pitcher of record. Sherry takes the sign. Met runners lead first and third. The pitch to Larry Stahl. Swung on hit on the ground. Foul. Back of first. Over the outstretched glove of first baseman Doug Rader. So Dick Selma, who is off and running on the ground ball, returns to third. Charles tags up at first. A count of strike one to Larry Stahl. Ed Cranepool is on deck for the Mets. Now again, Sherry sets up and deals. His pitch is low as Stahl started to go and laid off, and it's one and one. The Mets got two runs here tonight in the top half of the first inning. The Astros matched them with two in the bottom of the first. And then the Astros got one. And the bottom of the fourth, and that's all the scoring we've had in this ball game. Here's a pitch to Stahl, swung on and missed. One and two. Dave Eilers starts to throw now down in the Houston bullpen along with Dan Schneider. The count to Stahl has gone to one ball and two strikes. Larry saw Larry Sherry leans forward, takes the sign. Here's the pitch. Low. And the count evens. That's two and two. Stahl steps back now. Mops his brow with the sleeve of his uniform. Settles himself carefully back in. Pounds the plate. On the mound, Larry Sherry. On the rubber. Bends forward to take a sign from John Bateman. Met runners lead first and third. The pitch swung on and fouled off. He's still alive. It's it two and two. Now 
The New York Mets and the Houston Astros battling here at the Astrodome in the third game of this five-game series. Yesterday, the Astros won both ends of a doubleheader, six to five and nine to one. Stahl is back in and waiting. Two-two pitch. Swung out and popped up back at second base. Bob Lillis goes out. Doma comes halfway. Lillis makes the catch. Lillis return. No advance. Two away. Shortstop. Bob Lillis went out in Detroit center field and makes the catch of a high pop. Runners went halfway. Returned after the catch. No advance. And now Cranefield is coming up. Rainbow tonight has fly to left, grounded out to first base, and grounded out short to first. Now again, a conference at the mound. Shortstop Bob Lilly. Second baseman Joe Morgan. Pitcher Larry Sherry. Catcher John Bateman. The pitcher of record for Houston at this point is Belinsky, and the pitcher of record at this point for the Mets is Ron Taylor. Now the conference is broken up. Bateman comes back behind the plate. Lilith back at short and Morgan at second. Cranville steps up. Here Charles the runner at first. Dick Stomer the runner at third with two men out in the top of the ninth. Houston leading three to two. Here's a pitch that's high and away for ball one. Larry Shirley on the rubber now. Looks at again for the sign. He's up and set. Here's the pitch. Swung on, hit on the ground, foul. That's the first and end of the dugout of the Houston Astros. So the count goes one and one now to Ed Painful. Phil Lentz is waiting on deck. Third baseman Bob Aspermani comes over to have a word with Sherry. The Astros play Cranville just about straight away. He asks that the ball be examined. It's tossed in. Shag Crawford looks at it and leaves it in play. The count to Cranville is one and one. Now, Sherry on the rubber. Takes the sign. Med runners lead first and third. A one-one pitch. Swung on and foul back off the screen. Out of play. So now the count goes to one ball and two strikes. Measures his stance. Jerry takes the sign. That runner's lead first and third. The one-two pitch, and it's low. Out of the glove of Bateman, he keeps it in front of him, rolls it about three or four feet up the third baseline. No advance. Runners holding first and third, and the count to Cranville, two balls and two strikes. Charles at first, Homer at third. Jerry has the sign. Off the stretch, the 2-2 pitch. Swung on, and hits, and the ball game is over. Larry Jerry gets the save as he strikes out at Greenville to end the ball game. As the Houston Astros win it by a score of 3-2 as the inning ends and the ball game ends with the Mets having the tying run at third base. So in the top of the ninth, the Mets failed to score. They had a hit and a walk, no errors, and left two. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary and totals. Right now, the final score of the game is Houston 3, the Mets 2. And now, here's a word from Rheingold.
win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Saturday, August the 12th. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Cubs-Mets game on Saturday, August the 12th. Our most recent Mets ticket winner was Raymond P. Stack of Scotia. Now make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. Get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives you the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write Mets schedule, WGY Schenectady. (laughs) 